The following is rated S for spoilers. What are like some of the craziest villains that you guys have fought? Seems you've met some of them. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, I fought a an alien made out of black goo once. Oh no way! I fought an alien too, on Earth and in space. Oh, yeah, he was purple. I want to fight an alien. Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex. My name is Graham. And today we are discussing Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, I guess the more fun the stuff version. Fun stuff, it's, yeah. I mean, we're kind of just talking about it in general, but yeah. we're talking about it this week because of the more fun stuff version. Oh yeah. Graham, how's it going? It's going good, man. It's going good. It's been a good week. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Happy to be back. Yeah. I mean, talking Spider-Man. Uh, I know that. One of our favorites. I mean, yeah. I'm obsessed with Spider-Man. I have now seen No Way Home six times in theaters. Uh, Dang. <laughs> in total. Uh, so, you know, I've, uh, I have I, hated this movie. It was too awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's my, my, only my third time going. I think this is because I think I only saw it like twice when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I saw it this time in theater. Um, but I mean, I've, seen, I've seen it several times. The minute it dropped and I could buy it, I bought it like. I think I literally own it on two different platforms, but it's fine. <laughs> Three, I mean, it, well, I guess it's not on Disney Plus. Uh, no, it is it not Disney be. Plus. It Maybe. probably won't. Probably be won't be actually because yeah. Sony sucks. Sony does suck. Yeah, Spider Man No Way Home was directed by John Watts, written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, starring all sorts of people: Tom Holland and Daya, Jacob Batalon, Benedict Cumberbatch, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina, Jamie Foxx, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, the boys. Marissa Tomei, so many people. So many, people. so many people. Such a uh, good cast. Initially, it was released in December seventeenth of twenty twenty one here in the U.S. with an estimated budget about two hundred million dollars. Uh, <laughs> so far, has a worldwide gross of one point nine billion. Uh, That's a B with a B. Yes, That's a lot. Um, eight hundred five million dollars domestically. It's grossed. It's likely going to pass this weekend. Uh, both uh, Infinity War and The Force Awakens and the domestic top. 10 and it'll take the number four spot uh more than likely and the reason that's so significant is because that's all without china because china didn't show this movie oh that's right china is like right now is very very close to during covid especially it was beating u.s box office numbers so that is a very impressive feat uh to do without china um dude imagine if they had those numbers though yes this would be number one it would yeah probably I mean, yeah, it's, it would be even bigger somehow. Uh, if we talked last week with like, uh, you know, why are these re-releases happening? Right. Uh, before Rogue One was announced, like that was what this episode was going mm-hmm. to be about. Uh, and I don't know, this one is very obvious that they released it so they can try to get another solid push. Yeah, just, they're just going to try to go up for that $2 billion probably. And it I is extremely it. likely that they're going to hit it. Yeah. Uh no problems there, I don't think. Uh, especially Labor Day weekend, Cinema Day, uh, mm-hmm. which was really cool. I'm excited to see those numbers come out uh, later this week. See how <laughs> I actually saw like a TikTok or something that was like, it was just like promoting like movies. And the dude was just like, he's like, what are you going to do on Labor Day? Like, what are you going to do? Like, go to a barbecue? Like, no, you're not. Go to the movies. Go see another movie. And I was uh-huh. like, literally, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were just going to see Spider-Man several more times. It's fine. Uh, yeah. It's fine. Um, so yeah, Graham... What are your thoughts on on Spider Man? No I home. I love this movie overall. Mm-hmm. Um, the extra stuff was really nice to see. I honestly, especially the way they like put it in, because like we've mentioned this before, like in most movies, whenever they add extra things, it's like an extra post credit scene. It's something else at the end. It's nothing like in the movie, and they just fit these in as if it was right. Like this like, was, I thought it was brilliant. The way they marketed it, because mm-hmm. I was going in expecting to be like the Endgame re-release, where it was right. like a Stanley featurette and then some crap, like <laughs> literally the worst deleted scene from, yeah. from Endgame. Like when it came on Disney Plus and you're seeing all these really cool stuff, it's like why couldn't any of those have been in there? Right, uh, right. But it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, that's what I was expecting here. I was expecting it to be like a featurette with the mm-hmm. three of them just talking, and then like, like something that's almost not worth it. Like I was just expecting it to be the cut cut moments from like the scaffolding scene and mm-hmm. that was it uh but yeah like bloopers or something like right yeah. they made this more of a uh like it's basically a director's cut it's a whole new cut right. but they didn't call it a director's cut because it's not 
It's not different. Mm-hmm. This is objectively worse than the original. It's still like <laughs> yeah. it's still a, a really fun watch, but pacing is all over the place because you it's, have these extra scenes yeah. that don't really. They just make things a little longer than you ever needed them. Yes, but play. it was still a f- very enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. I'm, I kind of wish. I mean, it made almost $2 billion. So there's not many people who haven't seen this movie. Right. But I kind of like want to ask someone who hasn't seen it, like what they think of it. Cause there's really only two noticeably different scenes. Uh, like mm-hmm. that are just like, Oh, this is very different. It's very extended. Like there's way more here. Though. Yeah. Like the whole, uh, Betty Brandt interview, mm-hmm. high school stuff. I like those fantastic. a lot. That was so I love funny. It. I love how they just keep going back on it and keep building yeah. on it. Like there's that. And then the extra like daredevil scene are the only mm-hmm. two like super obvious. Right. These were not in the original, but even like, like there are some things like where I almost feel like they added just like one or two extra punches during some fights and like things like that. Like, I don't know. I, I, I need to, just, I need to just go like back, like <laughs> side, side by side. side and just watch them both and see like it's where be a long, all of the like, differences are. Two and a half hours at that point. I mean, I've hours. already seen it six times. I, I was going to say it's not. What, what's one more? What's, what's a couple more hours and... more? Uh, yeah. I love No Way Home. I think, I mean, we're going to, dive into this deeper next segment like what what makes a spider-man movie i think this might be my favorite spider-man movie and i think it's pretty dang close to being a perfect spider-man movie but we'll get into that a little more later Mm -hmm. uh i don't know i everything about this is just incredible and if i were to listen to this episode like a year ago yeah because this would have been like a couple months before the movie came out right i would hate myself because i was the biggest opponent to Spider-Verse related anything. Yeah. Like I remember like Jamie Foxx was the first one to get leaked right. and I was like, mm-hmm. no, he's just gonna, he's just gonna play another version of Electro. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And then they kept talking about all these villains and I was like, this is a terrible idea. And then there was all the rumors about <laughs> Andrew and Toby and I was like, they're going to ruin Spider-Man. I hate yeah. everybody. And all, honestly, all the way up until, those characters started showing up on screen. Mm-hmm. I was against it, but man, like the first several times I watched yeah. it, like I would tear up not when like Aunt May dies, but like when all three Spideys are like jumping off and like swinging <laughs> like on each other, to each like, other with each other. Yeah. It was just everything that I've always wanted from a Spider-Man movie. Like my childhood, mm-hmm. like being brought to life on screen. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like, obviously we've seen so many like cartoon versions and like seeing into the spider-verse and like all these like mixes of like several spider-men and all this stuff like on the screen mm-hmm. but when you do see something like in real obviously it's not like real life but if it is a sure. live action version it dude it hits you harder than like anything else you've ever wanted to see like because that is true like i like we've seen so many other things but dude like those moments i'm just like i could die now and i'd be fine like i could die happy like it's just it <laughs> now that i gives seen- me everything i've like wanted but that's what i'm excited for is because what are we going to oh, get I want to say that because I remember seeing Endgame and saying, I could die now and die happy. But I mean, now I've seen it. Spider-Man, it's like, well, wait, I, good thing I didn't die because I, I saw that this. That would have been like, bad. What's right. coming up next? Right. Uh, Fantastic Four. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> no, I I mean, yeah. like, And that's the thing. The thing that Into the Spider-Verse did that was really clever um, was they didn't have multiple Peter Parkers. They have mm-hmm. all these different Spider-Mans, but right. none of them are Peter Parker. And it seems like that's where Fair. they're going for the second one. Uh and that's fine. I mean, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, we're just jumping right into the next segment. But like this, this, this little <laughs> tease, uh, like, I don't know. Spider-Man means a lot. Uh, there's a lot that goes in the name of Spider-Man. Oh, and yeah. so like, this is the first time like, I feel like we've really seen on the screen, the different versions of Peter, like Peter Parker has his own issues and struggles. And sure. Mm-hmm. Those things kind of go off and with other Spider-Men, but like, everybody's a little different like right. Peter Parker and Miles Morales both their Spider-Mans deal with the same general ideas but mm-hmm. they are both tackling different things right uh because they're different people with different backgrounds and so seeing these three versions of Peter uh was a totally different experience yeah. than the other Spider-Man crossovers we've seen mm-hmm. in the past and I think it was just brilliant like one of the things that they were really pushing when they were marketing the film was like this is like a celebration of cinema Right. which I totally agree with. Like oh, this yeah. was, that's what I was really concerned about. I thought this was going to be, we're going to go through the movie final act. Mm-hmm. Toby and Andrew were going to show up and be like, yeah, we're going to fight. And then they all like fight and then they say bye and they leave. Mm-hmm. And there was going to be no point 
to it whatsoever. Right. It wasn't, they were just there to be there. It was just going to be there to sell tickets yep. for the spectacle, whatever. But I think they did. Uh, I mean, Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, uh, and I mean, now John Watts can also get credit for this. Any, yeah. Everyone involved should get credit for this because it was honestly the the best thing that they could have possibly done. And a thing that I just, I thought they for sure weren't going to do was actually make them a part of the story. Mm -hmm. Like everyone has something to do in this movie, which I'll touch on in a second, but like specifically with Toby and Andrew, like Toby got his trilogy and really his story is kind of finished. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. There's still more stories to tell and they could have taken in other directions, but overall, like he has a very full arc with, Harry and MJ and all that stuff. So like his story's kind of done. Mm-hmm. Andrew obviously didn't get the end to his story. Um, right. Kind of okay with that uh, yeah. in terms of just the amazing Spider-Man movies. And then Tom, especially with this one, we're realizing this is just the beginning of mm-hmm. his story. And so it was really brilliant how they use the three Spider-Men. Yeah. Toby doesn't say a whole lot in this movie. No. Mm-mm. I mean, a little more than in the more stuff version, but like, yeah, uh, in the original, he doesn't, say a whole lot he's just kind of there to be like besides them, gonna, like up on the rooftop and him kind of directing the whole i mean yeah he's just there to be like be okay hey but, andrew like you're amazing hey tom just the hype man like tom like <laughs> don't kill the green goblin yeah. like he was there like he was mentoring because he's his story's done and so he was just helping mm-hmm. them finish their go right. through their stories i don't know yeah so like i the way that they handled the three spider-man and the way that they made sure that it this was still tom holland's spider-man movie yeah um, because that's how it is in like the comic books, like especially like with Miles Morales involved, like when he joined Six One Six, right? Sure, like Peter Miles will like team up and they'll help each other out at times, mm-hmm. but they are always on their own separate journeys, and they'll yeah. just kind of cross over for a minute and help each other out, and then carry on. Yeah. Uh, but to the villains, I mean, that's the, that's another aspect of it that I was really worried about. How are they going to handle all of these characters and give them all time? And other than the lizard, mm-hmm. it was all handled perfectly. Yeah. Um, everyone had something to do. They all had their own motivations. Like it wasn't like a, the reason that I'm okay with it not mm-hmm. being Sinister Six is because the whole idea is all six of us are going to beat up Spider-Man because you don't like Spider-Man. Right. But that's not what this was. This everyone, I mean, Goblin was just being Goblin. Yeah. Doc Ock wanted to just wanted his machine back. Yeah. Electro wanted to stay in the world. Sandman wanted to leave. Like everyone had their own motivations. Yep. Uh, Aside from Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. They didn't really care about Spider-Man. They just wanted to either get home or not go home. Right. Um, and that created a lot of interesting dynamics within the group mm-hmm. and also made like whenever uh, the three Spider-Man are on the scaffolding and they're just like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Like, it's not like the villains decided to hold off and not attack anymore. Like Sandman's trying to stop Electro from destroying the box. Right. Like there's all these motivations. Yes, it's not explicitly mentioned, but like mm-hmm. the undertones of it all yeah. are. They took their time. Extremely, yeah. extremely clever. Other than the lizard, he was just kind of there to to be there. Yeah. But at least instead of trying to force him to do something, they just said, oh yeah, he just wanted to wait in the truck. Cause right. You're also not going to get a lizard through building realistically. I mean, so. they got a man <laughs> Literally made out of sand to go through the building. I mean, yeah, and a guy fair. with robot arms wrapped around himself. Okay, I feel like I feel like a lizard is just like a. I okay. mean, those. I mean, shoot, those in twenty twenty two. That's a cosplay, my guy. That's that's people walking around the streets in today's time. You wouldn't freak well, anyone what out. What about what about the? I mean, lizard could be the same thing. Maybe it's just a really realistic costume. I feel like you'd get more freak out over that than the other guy. I, mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I don't know what the security is like <laughs> in Happy's building. I mean, clearly poor. It's a terrible. Except for his actual building has four freaking locks on it. Uh, yeah. For like an apartment His door. Building. Well, and to be fair, I mean, like he, yeah, he would do that himself. Mm-hmm. That's how I would, like, I, yeah. I would all trick it out and have fun cameras. and That's fair. All That's that jazz. Fair. Speaking of the apartment building, uh, I never really noticed it. The first in the first go around, but like this mm-hmm. time after having lots of time away from the movie, like mm-hmm. I feel like that the whole apartment sequence, starting with when the goblin shows like takes over Norman's body, like yep. that whole sequence might be my favorite sequence in any Spider-Man movie. That was the ever the, the best visual form I think of like Spider Sense, like mm-hmm. in a just the way it like followed him to the apartment, like sh- they shot him. It was incredible that was yes. like the best scene yeah for that well, yeah it was, it was such great. a cool a cool moment like seeing him realize it but even just mm-hmm. the, the fighting and i mean 
oh, I, I can go on and on. But like, so you have like Peter and, 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 and Goblin. Mm-hmm. They're going at it. Everyone's kind of running around and escaping. Yeah. Lizard is attacking Peter. And like he's going through these fights and like just seeing Spider-Man be like just pulling off things that before I only thought you could see in a comic book. Yep. Like Toby's Spider-Man is amazing, but mm-hmm. there were lots of limitations to what they could do. Oh, yeah. uh, amazing Spider-Man 2 took it a little too far with the CG right. and what they could do. I feel like with Tom Holland's Spider-Man as a whole, they found a really happy medium between what they can do practically and what to do with CG. Definitely. And they've created like a Spider-Man that feels real, but is also pulling off these stunts that only um, a comic book could do. Or like, a video game. Or a video game, right, yeah. Like, I mean, and it's, it's little things. Like, when he uses his webs to, like, break the glass window, yep. that's the most satisfying and also the coolest thing yeah. I've ever seen. Um, and it just, the the way they use the fighting to visually tell the story, when he's attacking Goblin, he's punching him, but Bro. he's very clearly not punching him with the same intensity as he is at, in the final confrontation when he's right. not pulling his punches. And, like, it's a very subtle thing, and if you're not looking, if you haven't seen it six times, you may not notice that, like, there's he a very... broken through that man's skull in one hit. Like, when he was, like, on his shoulders, you were talking about, like, mm-hmm. in, his, in the hallway, yeah, and just, just punch after yeah, punch. Yeah, like, he, like he's, he's definitely punching him, but it's not with the same... He could have torn him apart. ...visual right. intensity, and, like, it, it's so cool to see that, that growth throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just, like, satisfying things, like when Goblin's just, like, smashing him through all the wall, like, yeah. for, like... Just sure, physics, the, the physics don't make any sense <laughs> with that, but it was really cool to watch. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, just the whole moment with him and Aunt May and how Marissa Tomei acted that just whole thing where she's dying, but she doesn't realize she's dying. <sighs> and, like, we're seeing that Uncle Ben moment, but with her, it was just, it was all so... Yeah. It was so well-crafted. Um, on a, I have a question. I have an answer. I think I actually have asked this before. I genuinely was like trying to think to myself if like I had the answer already. Where's Ben? Is his Uncle in Ben di- dead in this universe? I mean, yeah, because he, he has like I know he has a he suitcase, has a suitcase and, like, his little things. Uh, I think Aunt May's mentioned it a few times, but like we don't actually know what happened. Okay, I would assume because I know they really haven't. They've never given that explanation because he never had that. That's right. my vengeance. That's my story. I that's would my. assume that he does have the same, if not a very similar story. Uh, it just didn't have the same impact because. He was too young or yeah, not he was too young, but like a lot of what the reason that it impacts other Spider-Men is because Mm -hmm. it's his fault that Uncle Ben died. So in this universe, it could just be a matter of Uncle Ben was in a mugging and he died. Uh, Peter had nothing to do with it, but Mm -hmm. decided, hey, since Uncle Ben died, I'm going to help other people. Yeah. And he more selfishly became Spider-Man. And I think that's interesting, like with. Even the original Spider-Man, there aren't as many superheroes around. Like the Fantastic Four and the X-Men were kind of the big things in right. the '60s when Spider-Man was, in, it was introduced. Mm-hmm. With the two live-action Spider-Man, like there are no other superheroes. Right. So everything was a lot more self-motivated. Mm-hmm. But it it could be interesting to like. I'll, I mean, they would never actually be able to tell, like, explain this. But I think it is an interesting. My head canon is like, you know, they they established that. The little kid in Iron Man Two is Peter Parker. Like, yeah. Peter could have become Spider Man very selfishly, and that's what makes his story fit with the others. While it is longer, and he mm-hmm. became Spider Man sooner, he didn't become who Spider Man needs to be until this third one, because it was all a very selfish. I want to be a superhero, yeah. like the other Avengers. Yeah, I don't know. That's no, all. That makes sense. That's yeah. like off the off the top of my head. Head head head. head what <laughs> that is my off the top of my head head cannon there you go no yeah <laughs> saying head twice in a row is what threw me off there uh <laughs> i was like wait um yeah, and that, that makes sense i like yeah, yeah yeah i don't know that's what i'm gonna go with from now on so uh you heard it here yeah. first that's uh <laughs> that's totally what was going on there. yeah i have another question too this is answer. a little off topic because uh, okay. i know we, we haven't touched on much of the uh like she hulk and obviously we'll probably get That'll be an episode here okay. in a few weeks after the ending. Does Wong still remember Spider-Man? No. No? Because he remembers erasing everyone's minds. No. So here's the thing that just I've seen a lot of. Yeah. That people just don't understand what the ending was. They didn't get rid of Spider-Man. 
Nobody remembers Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. Right, that, and that—that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, does Wong yes. remember Peter though? No, no. You think Everyone. I mean, Spider-Man has to exist because he's done lots of right, really big right, things. Right, right. So, yes, do, like Doctor Strange and Wong, they can still talk about. Oh yeah, we helped Spider-Man. The multiverse broke. It was crazy. But if you said who's Spider-Man, they wouldn't have any idea. And the thing that the more fun stuff version did that I thought was really great was in the second post-credit scene that replaced the multiverse of madness. Right. Scene, they. They didn't just get rid of Peter. Peter's mm-hmm. still in those photos, but he's very clearly cropped the out. The bird over his face. There's a bird over his face. He'll put his arm can, on the side. Or yeah, you can see his, his shoulder, shoulder, but they cropped him out because, oh, I don't remember who this kid is. Like, let's just take him out of the photo because he doesn't go to the school anymore. Like, yeah. Peter's still there. He's still, his records are still probably there. Honestly, he probably could have gone back to school if he really wanted to. Just no one would remember who he was. Yeah. So, yeah, like, Spider-Man and everything is still around Peter Parker still exists. Just if you go to a, a two-year-old and you say, "What's two plus two? They don't know it's four, but that doesn't change the fact that two plus two equals four. Right? You know? Yeah. Like they forgot that he's that he exists, but it doesn't change the fact that he. So does it like? That he does. What about like the videos that Betty has? Those interviews? Those like like little things? Like I, like I get like the pictures of stuff like are blurred and like scratched. Like is it similar things? Like. Because, like, yeah. she has the whole interviews. Like, I mean, she's got a video at home. She's like, who, that, when did I do this? Well, like, I mean, I, like, yeah, like, there are videos in that post credit scene, like, mm-hmm. with Peter in it. They just cropped him out because, like, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. But, I, I mean, you do make a point. Like, there is, there would be videos of them talking about how Peter mm-hmm. Parker is Spider-Man. I mean, it's magic. Yeah. Uh, you know. No, I know. <laughs> I said, we don't. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the best answer I can give you for that. <laughs> it's, it's magic. Yeah. <laughs> um. What I will say, though, about Spider-Man is, like, I think this is the most comic book movie I've ever seen, with the exception of Into the Spider-Verse, because it's literally a comic book. Literally, you pause um, at any point in time, and yeah. <laughs> but this reminded me of, like, because the way comics work is you have, like, you have issues, mm-hmm. and several issues make up arcs, right? and then several arcs make up a volume. Mm-hmm. And so No Way Home kind of felt like a volume. Like this, there's this multiverse, Spider-Verse volume. And you have like the first act with him dealing with everyone knowing his identity. Right. That's like several issues of this arc of him, especially with the more fun stuff version, having more of the high school experience in there. Mm -hmm. That felt very much like one specific arc. And then hunting down the Sinister Five and trying to help them. That's another arc. And then they all escape. And then you get the other Spider-Man's. That's a third arc. Like it, it felt, I mean, it was all, it's, like sub three hours, but like it just, it all just, it felt a lot like a comic book just in the way it flowed and the pacing of yeah. it. Um, Cause one thing like I've noticed is when people talk about the movie, they don't really talk about like the first 30, 40 minutes of it. Oh, not at all. Um, and I, I mean, I get it. There's, it's nothing that like, it's nothing crazy going on, mm-hmm. but that's not something that we've actually gotten to see before yeah. on the screen with Spider-Man is like how he deals with how everyone people, knowing right. his identity. Mm-hmm. Um, I do really wish they took the one more day uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, the last issue just makes me cry. Like when Peter and MJ are like, have to decide like, are we gonna, are we gonna break up and never remember each other, but like still have that feeling of love for each other, mm-hmm. but not know what it, like what's going on. Or do we want to let Aunt May die? Uh, even though like she's really old, it was yeah, heartbreaking. Highly recommend everybody go. That was the story with Mephisto, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I remember when you told me that, I was like, yeah, that's what they're going to do. Because everyone, everyone on the face of the earth was like, Mephisto, Mephisto, that, that Mephisto. I'm everyone positive. I saw Mephisto. Was that was Mephisto. It's going to be Mephisto. And I, at first I was like, okay, wait, like they could actually kind of do that with 2021 this. was the year of Mephisto. My goodness. That's, Everything. That's really, what it's yeah. going to go down as. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're never going to use like, what, like him yeah, never like No Way Home was, was definitely the opportunity to use Mephisto. Right. Uh, it's good with where, with where they went. Where they ended up going, it's good that they didn't. But also, like, I was watching it, like, it would have been a really great opportunity. And I've said it before, broken record about it, but, like, Mm -hmm. I really just want, like, an on-the-ground Spider-Man just fighting, like, Kingpin and Hammerhead and, like, just taking out gangsters and stuff. That's a Spider-Man that I want to see more of. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, literally take the, like, PS4, like, the the Marvel mm Spider-Man. Like, just make that a movie. Like even like his interactions with Miles, like his interaction, like yeah, just, him, of, just I mean, like in the streets, like the, like with May and like like her, like I wanted even charities and things. Like it's I just wanted like, like even more grounded than that. yeah, like 
I mean, Spider-Man PS4 was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that's another great Spider-Man story. Mm-hmm. But, like, I want maybe even just, like, a version of, like, the DLCs of that where it's just he's fighting gangsters. Yeah, okay. Working with the police. Like, the world's not at stake. Yeah. Not even really the whole of New York is really at stake. It's right. just, like, the gangsters are, like, going to take over and he's got to stop the mob because, you know. Yeah. Which I hope we And do I want it to be like, directed by him. Martin Scorsese. <laughs> I'll never do that. I said, like, I really hope we do see more of like the grounded Spider-Man, especially with the fact that like if he does say kind of move away because if everyone's going to school and say mm-hmm. he moves out of the city and he does his own thing, but he's still in the city, especially with and I don't know how it's going to be connected at all, but the Madam Spider movie that has been in Madam, works, Madam Web is a Madam Sony Web. thing though, so that I know, exist no, in I know, universe. but oh, see, that's what I'm upset about. I don't know because I just didn't know if they'll introduce any characters like um, I'm thinking of uh, like from the uh, Black Hat or um, from Spider-Man the game. Yeah, yeah. Like if we saw that or like saw more of his just like his like little city connections and like people mm-hmm. that he like knows and fights and maybe falls in love with with and has like a little thing with like like I would I would love to see that but I don't know if they'd ever sure. do that. I I mean Tom is more than likely going to do another trilogy. And the way I, I so. the way I see it playing out, I mean, he's contracted to do mm-hmm. one, but like, okay. he doesn't really want to, is the vibe that I'm getting. He's an idiot, um, so it's fine. I mean, I totally get it. <laughs> like, he's been trying to step out of these mm-hmm. big action roles, and they've all failed except for Spider-Man and Uncharted, yeah. which Uncharted is basically just him being this version of Spider-Man. I, I was saying, um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I definitely get it from an artistic standpoint. He wants to do something different, mm-hmm. and it's also because he's doing so much of his own stuff. I mean, one of the things that makes the apartment scene, like one of the moments from the apartment scene that's so great is when he like jumps off on the wall and the spotlights on him or whatever. And he's like taking a yep. breather like that versus like the monument scene, mm-hmm. both extremely similar shots. The differences of the monument was all CG yep. and that was cool. But this, you actually see Tom, like his mask is off. Mm-hmm. You, you see him physically breathing. It's right. not some animated thing. Like, yeah. It's just so much more practical effects are 90% of the time always going to be better than, than computer yeah. generated effects. 100%. Um, and so, I mean, I get, I get why he's kind of done with it, but the way I can, I see things going mm-hmm. for another trilogy would be, um, would be more on the ground. Cause that's the only thing that we haven't really seen. And I, there's a lot of opportunity there. I could it's see a ton of going on, on the ground. The love interest would probably be Felicia Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, although uh, Amy Pascal did say that she anticipates Zendaya to come back to play MJ. Um, if Zendaya comes back to play MJ again, I won't be too upset about it. I won't either. I love and we, Zendaya. So and we could also fine. do, uh, you could also do a whole story with him and like Felicia Hardy, like seducing him and stuff like, like that's a, that's a normal thing. Like where he kind of like goes back and forth right. between the two. Um, that's Which a possibility. Isn't that like, with, wasn't that the rumor with like, Sydney Sweeney's casting in Madam Web. Like she has uh, potential. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be dope. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, like there's that with the X-Men coming up. Uh, he could get together with Kitty Pride, which I think would be really cool from like the Ultimate Universe. Yes, um, that would be dope. So, I mean, there, there's lots of potentials for like love interest yeah. or whatever. But yeah, I think he, I think he'll be more on the ground. I have a feeling that they'll do... Probably not Fisk, but maybe a Hammerhead, or even just a smaller villain, mm-hmm. uh, like like Rhino or Scorpion. I think would be really cool because he's, he's already been, been established right. in that'd this be, universe. That'd be dope. I love to see Scorpion. Like I don't know, there's a lot of lot of things that we could do on the ground, and I feel like in that I feel like they would take a Spider-Man PS4 approach, mm-hmm. um, where you would have Miles Morales be introduced. And either the first one at the mm-hmm. end, just as a as a kid, and the second one he would be more involved and then get his spider powers, and the third one would be Tom Holland training up Miles Morales, yeah. and then at the end Tom Holland would die, and then Miles like takes over full time. Which I or with. or I could even see a, with Secret Wars coming together. I mean that's how Miles was introduced into the six one six universe there, so they could just kind of be like, hey, here's Spider Man. I feel Go. like we'll get. A miles like relatively soon. Oh, we have to. Yeah, there's like, no way they won't. Be, with, I don't think before Secret Wars. I mean, obviously with, Miles has been hinted at with with how but, they're approaching every like with mm-hmm. the stories that they're telling and who they're kind of going with. Um, like their characters that they have to have in that mix. 
Not that they have, have to have, to, but, but there's there's a trend. I mean, yeah. just in comic books, we saw Sam Wilson's Captain America and uh, the Mighty Thor, yeah. and uh, who else am I thinking of? Like, we saw a lot of those characters. Miles Morales is another one. Ironheart. Yeah. All of those characters kind of showed up Shield. all at the same time. She looks a little older than that. Uh, <laughs> but all those characters kind of showed up in comic books at the same time because it was time for oh, those, yeah. okay. those types of characters' stories to be told, and they're seem to be doing that now with the MCU. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, it, Miles has to be around the corner. Everybody loves Miles Morales. Dude, um, yeah. So yeah, I feel like he's definitely... I'm excited for that. He's definitely coming. Any final thoughts on No Way Home, Graham? Dude, no matter how many times they throw that movie in the theater, you know I'm at least going to go back once. So I mean, I've seen it six times. I mean, I saw Endgame, I think, seven times in theaters. And I'm like, am I... Is Spider-Man going, is gonna is that going to be the movie where I see it the most yeah. times in theaters? I don't know. I don't know. It, it's definitely a, it's definitely a, in the running, I can tell you I that say, It's up there so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a possibility. Uh, when we come back, I mean, we teased it a little bit. We kind of got a little ahead of ourselves sometimes, but we're going to talk about Spider-Man in general, what makes a Spider-Man movie, which is the best Spider-Man, who is the best Spider-Man, questions will be answered in the next segment <laughs> as Graham points to himself <laughs> we'll be right back we're back talking Spider-Man No Way Home the more fun stuff version uh, so this this segment we're gonna dive in real deep it's gonna get real nerdy real quick uh, cause we're talking Spider-Man uh, and what makes what makes a good Spider-Man movie is kind of like the general the general idea. Okay. But I mean, I guess it's kind of just like what makes a good Spider-Man story. If you want to be okay. more, want to expand out a little more. So, Graham, what what in your opinion? What are some things that make make a good Spider-Man movie? My number one thing, and I even think this is like my biggest reason of why, like Tom Holland is like I think arguably one of my favorite. Peter Parker's and Spider-Man that we've okay. gotten, which I know a lot of people are like, no, you can't like, blah, blah, blah. That's just how I feel. Honestly, only is because, like, because like he, it, he is not necessarily as much anymore, but like even when he was cast, like he is a kid. He was like a teenager. Like even when he was like originally in Civil War, he was what, like 17, 18 years old? And now he's I thought like, he was in his 20s. In Civil War? Mm-hmm. I mean, still several I years younger like than Andrew or Toby whenever he was... I mean, yeah, for when sure. They were like, I don't know. And Tom's a short king. Man is little, so he looks like a kid, which is great. But like, I don't know. I just feel like that was just more of like he actually seemed like a high schooler compared mm-hmm. to what we got with like Andrew and like like Andrew. Like, dude, that, even watching it now and like them like going on their like field trip to like the science, it just seems like a college thing, man. I just expect to see yeah, it in college, for especially sure. with um, what's her name. Um, Emma Stone? Yes, Emma Stone. I was just thinking like La Land. I was like, that's not her name, <laughs> not her actual name. But yeah, like they just, they don't look like kids. They're not like, it's the same thing yeah. we kind of said. Like he's almost 40. Even when Jamie Foxx is like, oh, you're still just a kid. Like, probably no, you're not. Like, but still, it's just, I don't know. That was always one of my big things is like Tom Holland is like, like I like to have the age like seem somewhat realistic because then he actually goes through like the little, like when he goes through like the, like issues that a teenager would, it just feels a little more realistic and like relatable, I guess, which kind of sure. makes the audit from an audience standpoint a little bit better. But like, even like, I just wanted to mention too, like from the, um, the, the extra scene with like him and his brother at the, mm-hmm. that, yes. that, 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 and he's like running around that lady. Cause I just like, you should not be doing that. You're a child. And he's like a child. And someone else is like, yeah, he's 14. He's like 14. He's like, my kid's 14. He's an idiot. And he's like, I'm not 14. He's like, what do you mean? And they just didn't let him get a word in, but it's just like, that was so funny because I'm just like, yeah, like even when he is still trying to do little things like stop a crime, like people are still just gonna like jet in. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Like it's this this definitely did the best job at like mm-hmm. being in high school. I feel like they progressively get a little younger. Like yeah. especially watching like the 2002 Spider Man is just. The whole all the high school sequences are like these are like thirty year olds. Yeah, like, you do not. This is not what like as a kid I'm like wow this is what high school is like and then I get yep. to high school and I'm like wait <laughs> like if you look at high schoolers not. now like I I saw like just family friends and stuff like kids like having their like their freshman year high school these kids look like they're four years old <laughs> I could not imagine 
one of those kids being like a Spider-Man. I'd be like, no, you're not. That's not real. Like, that's not. So, like, with them being a little closer, like, it still helps for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Th- I mean, yeah, they look, as a whole, they look better. Um, Andre Taylor, I think is her name, uh, who plays Betty White. Mm-hmm. Not Betty White. <laughs> Betty Brand. <laughs> wow. Uh, and this one does look extremely old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Compared to everybody else, but I mean, it is it is what it is, and she's not any older than anybody else. I no. think she's in her young to early twenties. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think that necessarily needs to be a part of like Spider Man as a whole, because Spider Man does kind of like it can go in different directions. Right. But I guess with like these origin stories, like the stories they're telling, for mm-hmm. sure, like it it's definitely an element to because like, like any Spider Man we get now, we're gonna get Spider Man, we're gonna get Peter Parker. Like you you get pretty much one of the two now. Moving forward, I don't know as much just with what's happened but mm-hmm. like that's always been a big thing for me is like i just don't want like a 30 year old dude to be flipping around in a high school like you're not a like that that was yeah, my in high thing. school like yeah. i would or even outside of high school too because i'm like i don't know it just i would love to like a, see older versions of spider-man like mm-hmm. with where we are now especially like dan slot spider-man uh run which is what spider-man ps4 is based off yeah. of like that is all just adult Spider-Man. Like at one point, because he, he's what, like 26? he starts his own think tank, and like he's in his thirties, yeah. and he has his own Parker Industries thing, and like I don't know, things get really interesting when he gets older, and there's yeah. different stories you can tell, like with that. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to movies, though, I think, uh, which I would love to see too. Like mm-hmm. I'm sorry, if they ever, like even if they took like Toby's Spider, like if they did, like um, <laughs> like uh. And what is and I don't I don't know much comics. That's the main thing. Okay. So I don't know if the storyline's already been, but like you know, like the like the wash up Peter Parker from like Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Isn't there like a like a older like Spider Man kind of storyline like that or no? Not particularly. No. Okay. I just didn't know if there was like one where Spider Man is just like older. But I know they've done things with like when him and MJ are like married and they are adults and they're like just going through life and like mm-hmm. things happen like this stuff like that. Like I would love to see that as a movie. Yeah. Like that would be so dope to see something. Yeah. Something past the origin. Something past the high school. Like that would be really fun to watch live action. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I think the most like serious answer to this mm-hmm. question um, is a line from No Way Home. Uh, when uh, Peter realizes that the goblin's back and he's going to mm-hmm. ruin everything, uh, he says uh, something along the lines of like, you have all of these desires, uh, but the world makes you choose. And I think that is what, like that. that is like Spider-Man in a nutshell. Like he has all these things that he wants yeah. and yeah. That he wants to do, but the world makes him choose. Like, do I go after that or do I go you know, use my mm-hmm. responsibility, my power responsibly. Right. And, and go in this other direction. And I mean, that's kind of like, that's always, I mean, that's why with great power comes great responsibility is such a huge deal because that is what, I mean, that's what he based. That's his, like his, that's his moral code, right? Like that's yeah. what, everything he does is based off that. But the thing that like, I think a lot of the movies, especially miss out on is yes. Uncle Ben slash aunt may, dying is a major aspect right. to what propels him to do what he does. But the other thing that quite frankly, I think pops up even more in comics is when he lost Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I think that's one of the things that makes Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man mm-hmm. uh, as a whole, one of my favorites in the way that they told that story. Because I think it's very similar to the comics where, yeah, he becomes Spider-Man because of, of uncle Ben or whatever. Right. But it's when he can't save, Gwen Stacy, that's when he really becomes a Spider-Man that he, that everybody knows. Like that's when he like really matures and figures out like what it means to be Mm Spider-Man and like how, how he has to act. And from that day on, he says like, no one else is going to die because of me. And obviously that doesn't happen, but like that's, that's one thing that I, I wish we got an amazing Spider-Man three because that's obviously where that was going. Right. Um, But like, that's one thing I think everyone's kind of missed so far is like this, this mission of like, I want to save everybody, but Mm -hmm. I can't, um, I have to choose like, do I save this person? Do I stop the bad guy or, you know, whatever. Like there's always this constant fight between what Peter Parker wants Mm -hmm. and what what Peter Parker gets or like what he, what he has to do Mm -hmm. morally, which I think is a soup is is just interesting to like, watch and it makes you feel a lot of sympathy for him you know yeah i mean even now like it's 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 a heavy thing to like think about like have and the stories because mm-hmm. even now i'm just like 
damn. Like, just like, uh. Like I mean, yeah, like is, when yeah. Betty asked, like, if, if, if you saw a spider that bit you, like, would you say thank right. you or no thank you? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> or no, thanks for nothing is what she said. <laughs> the, oh, I mean, yeah, that whole sequence was just great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that, that, like, dichotomy of, like, you know, you're being pulled in two different directions. Like, which do you go mm-hmm. with? I think that's a, a struggle that everybody deals with. And that's one of the reasons why Spider-Man is always so relatable mm-hmm. and why people love him so much. And I feel like with him forgetting or with him, like pushing MJ and Ned away, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of, they very cleverly did the Gwen Stacy night. Gwen Stacy died arc without actually doing that arc. Right. Um, and they did it extremely subtly. And it's one of the other things I love about no way home is like throughout the movie, you can see Peter, terrified that something is going to happen to MJ or Ned. Um, And when it does, like obviously Andrew gets his redemption and like we get to finish his story. Mm -hmm. Um, But also ever like even after that, like, I mean, when Andrew's first talking about how he lost his MJ, Peter's face is horrified Um, and it's very subtle, but like his, his expression changes and he's like, Oh wait, this did happen to some, one of my other in another universe. And then, it almost does happen. Right. And he's terrified. And like, he's going to tell MJ, yeah, like I'm your boyfriend or whatever until he sees the bandaid on her forehead. And then he puts the letter away and is like, no, I'm just going to leave them and let them live their life without me. Like, I think they're kind of going to go in that same direction. And the way that they did that was extremely subtle and like just brilliant all the way around. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whoa um yeah, yeah i don't know i i, I don't know I'm, I'm excited to see where they go with things like are there any mm-hmm. other just spider-man things that like you just have to have it to be a good spider-man story i don't know i always like when they are relatively like not comic accurate because i know like it's not like sure. that story but like anything that really does like suit or fit like exp- like super i mean you have well. to have a with the exception of mysterio a nature related villain right <laughs> right 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 <laughs> And so, yeah, anytime that's, like, well done, that's, like, one of the things. Um, but I don't know. Like, I know we've gotten so many movies over the years. Like, I honestly, I feel like a big one that is not really touched, like, kept in mind, I feel like when people are writing and making these movies is the villains that we get in these movies because a lot of them are just, like, not that great. <laughs> sure. Especially in, like, the recent movies. Like, honestly, like, with, like, uh, never mind. I was going to, like, kind of give props, like, the OG Spider-Man trilogy, like in there, like with Venom and like besides Doc Ock, like I didn't care for any of the other ones really like seeing like yeah. Venom and I think they did a good job with Norman like, and like showing mm-hmm. the mental battle of like having this other voice in your head. Yeah. Um, the one thing with the original ones though is like every single one of those villains, mm-hmm. they aren't villains. They're just something happened and they went crazy. Right. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> like, right. Right. And that's true. That's true. But, uh, they did really well because I mean, even like like Doc and like Oxen, mm-hmm. they're the reunion at the end. He's like, "How are you doing, my boy?" Like they just, they're that conversation. I was just like, "Dude, like yeah, it's mm-hmm. crazy." But yeah, uh, the one thing that I I do kind of hate about this movie mm-hmm. is that Doc Ock was in it because I feel like Doc Ock in the comics. There's a lot of opportunity to do what you're, you're saying with like, yeah, villains aren't really they don't really met. They're just kind of. Mm-hmm. dudes who do bad things and Spider-Man meets them up. Like Doc Ock actually has a lot of really, really cool story arcs. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted them to do superior Spider-Man like so bad where Doc Ock takes over Peter Parker's body and like basically like he sees into Peter's life. And so, cause Doc Ock's going to die. And so like he sees into Peter's life and realizes why Peter does what he does. And so Doc Ock's like, all right, fine. I'll be Spider-Man now since I'm getting re- like you're dead. Technically, your consciousness is gone. I'll be Spider-Man, but I'm going to be the superior Spider-Man. And so he goes on, like, a, a rampage, and, like, he has, like, basically, it's kind of, like, uh, an allegory for, like, post-9-11 America, where, like, he just, like, he has all these Akbots all over the place that are, like, constantly surveilling everything, and he's, like, stopping muggings before they actually happen because he, like, figures out they have plans. Like, he'll just, like, Bro, he just what? murders people. It's an it's a really cool it's a really cool arc. It's an I, incredible. Story I highly, I highly I recommend everyone go watch that. it. But like, it'd be, I think that'd be cool for like Tom Holland to play like he's not Peter Parker yeah. anymore. He's just he's Doc Ock now. Like, I think that could be really cool. Um, I'm, I 
I mean, it's still possible to get it, but I feel like yeah. with with having Doc Ock in in No Way Home, it's a little mm-hmm. less likely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like they just have like a lot to do with the villains, and some of them have either been like repeated or just like super like drug on. Like, I'm sorry, like Venom is really been stretched over the years and like mm-hmm. i just i feel like it's never been honestly like, i personally like tom hall uh, tom hardy's venom uh the first one the second one well and here's the thing with venom though but, is like if we go back to what i was saying mm-hmm. about this this fight between desire and right what's right the thing that makes venom so interesting is that venom forces peter to go with desire every single right. time and so the, i think that's why venom is so popular and why I think they're trying to keep pushing it in that direction because we're seeing a darker version of Spider-Man who just does what he wants. Oh, shoot. Okay, I like that. But the problem is that it it hasn't been pulled off very well yet. So maybe, like, maybe in future... Feige hasn't had a chance to pull it off yet. Well, I mean, he did have a chance (laughs) in Spider-Man 3. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) we don't talk about that one. Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah, like, yeah... Tom Holland Spider-Man may encounter Venom. Uh, if that is, if that whole thing is how they introduce Venom, yeah, I'm sorry, that's really lazy writing in a movie that I've been praising the writing for. That is the stupidest way to introduce Venom, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Like, yeah, Venom, Venom just hasn't been treated correctly. I say he hasn't gotten the the good treatment so yeah. far. Speaking of Venom, though, I will say another another uh, another point for what makes a good Spider-Man mm-hmm. movie is you have to actually have Spider-Man in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because I, I pulled up a list because uh, I, I want to ask the question, what is the best Spider-Man movie? Uh, and so I, I went on I went on, on the internet. I found a Rotten Tomatoes thing where they basically ranked every single one based on the <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes score. Okay. Um, and because technically Morbius and Venom are both Spider-Man movies, they are on this list, and obviously they are at the bottom. Morbius has a rank of 15%. Venom with uh, 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. So those are 12 and 11. Um, and then here's here's a really sad thing. Uh, so number 10, we have The Amazing Spider-Man 2 uh, at 51% uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. And right above that, we have at number 9, Venom Let There Be Carnage at 57%. <laughs> I didn't realize that even got that high of a... That's crap. <laughs> I really don't know why so it's better than the... A Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man... Uh, Better than a Spider-Man is movie. Better with than a Spider-Man movie. Um, and then at number eight, we have Spider-Man three with a sixty-three percent. Okay. Number seven, we have the first Amazing Spider-Man with seventy-one. First uh, certified. Two thousand two Spider-Man is at number six with a ninety percent. Wow. Far from Home is at number five with a ninety percent. Homecoming is at number four with a ninety-two percent. Spider-Man two is at number three with a ninety-three percent. Okay. No Way Home at number two with ninety-three percent, and Into the Spider Verse at number one with ninety-seven percent. So those are those are the uh, the official like critic rankings. Uh, how do you feel about that list? Personally, I think I'd actually switch No Way Home and Spider Verse. Okay. Again, the live action just does something extra for me. Just personally, mm-hmm. like I just like to feels more relatable. Sure. But um, honestly, everything else is fairly sweet. Besides Let There Be Carnage, that should be at the very bottom. I would literally rank Morbius, but no, I can't. I, well, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Morbius is actually that. a total piece of crap. That movie was horrible. Um, I don't know. I, I, like I said, personally, like the like 2018 Venom, I really like that movie. I would sit down and watch that again. I have yeah. watched it several times. I own it. It was funny. Like that was actually like, like yeah. very funny of a movie. It was really, really well done. Not well done, but... It was great. It was an enjoyable experience. For yes, you. yes, and I would watch it. Emphasis again. on the for you, for it's, me, for a lot of people. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I wonder what the audience scores are for those movies. Though, how those? Uh, I have a feeling they would rank pretty similarly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like like the top three on this list. I feel like in general, if you were to ask everybody, like. If you ask hundred people, what are your top three Spider-Man movies? Mm-hmm. I feel like Into the Spider-Verse, No Way Home, and Spider-Man Two would all be somewhere like in some order in the top three of everybody's yeah. Spider-Man movies. Definitely. What about those three movies? Like, make them so good. I mean, No Way Home is just like kind of like we've said. It's almost everything like perfect that mm-hmm. you could do when it comes to that. Um, like I said, that's why for me it would go up a bit. I mean, Into the Spider-Verse, I think was something that we've never. We've never gotten like that style of a movie before. And like that, that movie was just dope all around. Like mm-hmm. it was so well done. Man, I don't really know. Okay. I said, throw in your two cents real quick. I'm let curious. me, let me break this down for you. So 
I mean, I think a lot of people uh, will say that Spider-Man 2, I mean, because, I mean, Into the Spider-Verse and No Way Home, those are fairly recent movies. So, like, right. before that, Spider-Man 2 was, like, the the Spider-Man movie to beat. And I think really what it came down to is, like, it's one of the best superhero movies um, because, uh, you know, like we said, like, if we're... If we're saying that uh, what makes a good Spider-Man movie, like mm-hmm. the big the big thing is desire versus responsibility, um, right. that's what this movie really tackles, right? It, it, okay, he can't. He has all these desires because of this responsibility. He can't have them, so he like gives up being Spider-Man. He like physically is not able to be Spider-Man anymore, um, and so he kind of like gives it up. But because of the responsibility, he has to rise up above all of that. He has to. Conquer his web block, as uh, No Way Home would put it, um, <laughs> and, t- and take down Doc Ock to like protect people he loves, right? And so, like yeah. at its core, that is, it's a really great superhero movie. Mm-hmm. It's a really great Spider-Man movie. Two thousand four, like it was just the effects are incredible. I mean, so many iconic moments with Doc Ock throwing the car through the said, through fair. the restaurant, him stopping the train, everybody you know carrying him back in. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of really really cool moments in there. Um, of the three, I would definitely put it at number three. Yeah. Um, I think it's just because it is a little dated. Uh, I think maybe if it was done now, it would, things would be different. But it doesn't. It doesn't go much further right. than this general idea of like desire versus responsibility. Yeah. Uh, with the other two, I mean, they're both multiverse movies, and multiverse right. is kind of a. That's the thing right now. It's kind of the thing right now. Uh, both of them also kind of tackle desire versus responsibility. Um. With Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. we're getting, I mean, Into the Spider-Verse is so good. Uh, <laughs> we're getting a lot of things with that. But, like, yeah. you know, we're getting all these other Spider-Men who are kind I mean, Into the Spider-Verse is basically the third act of No Way Home. I mean, yeah. in, in a very in a very broad, like, 5,000-foot view. It's kind of the, the same idea. Yeah. Other Spider-Men are coming to help this one mm-hmm. uh, send everybody back to where they belong right. and save the multiverse. So, like... They're both very similar stories, but I think the thing that makes these so great um, is the writing. Uh, the, the, the thread that I will use to tie all three of them together uh, is they're all just, they all feel like comic books. Mm-hmm. I mean, No Way Home, we talked about why that feels like a comic book. And the Spider-Verse is literally a comic book. Uh, I, I remember seeing the theater, like going to it, I was extremely skeptical. I thought yeah. it was just like Sony trying to be woke or something with a black Spider-Man. Um <laughs> That's not at all what it was, no, and it was just, no. it was mind-blowing to, like, see a comic book literally come to life on the screen. Yeah. Um, and then Spider-Man 2 is just a very classic comic book story. Um, that one is kind of just, like, an arc that's spread out. Uh, so I, I think, I'm going to ask you a question of, like, there are these people who say they don't care for comic books, they don't read comic books, mm-hmm. like you, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, is there something about the way that, I mean, if we're saying that all three of these are some of the most comic book, some of the three biggest movies that feel like comic books. Mm-hmm. Do you think that like that has anything to do with like, do you think that comic book structure has anything to do with what's making these movies good? Or is it like, are you catching my drift? <laughs> I am. I think honestly, yes. I think the reason it does is because I personally, like I always tried to get into comics. I, uh-huh. I would buy them all the time. I would try and sit there and read them. Uh, I didn't realize I I'm like dyslexic as I mean it's bad, bro. And I really didn't realize this until like a few years ago. And I was actually like kind of like when someone real official told me that. So that's unfortunate because I've just never liked reading. I can't sit there. I can't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. But I always wanted to join comic books. I think the fact that these give us these this movie, especially in the Spider Verse, can give me that feeling. Like I'm literally just watching mm-hmm. the paper come to life. That does it for me. I think that is a little more interesting because it's not like a sure yeah. Like I like I said, I've said several times in this podcast. Like I love a live action movie if it's done correctly and it's done well. Like that's that's the shit right there. But when it comes to like the Spider Verse and things that are just like done a little differently, but really well, and it gives me that different feel for yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a comic book come to life. Yeah, I'm gonna love it because yeah, like the structure of a comic book is mm-hmm. is very different than oh, reading a novel. Yeah. Um, like just in the way it's told, and a lot of times it's kind of like I'll read an arc and be like, "Wow, that was really cool," but like they only have six issues to do it, and so mm-hmm. like things aren't always paced to the best, right? Uh, right. But I think that's kind of why it works in a movie 
setting because I don't know. There's just something that's something like I want to like dive deeper into at some point, not today because we're running out of time. But like <laughs> I like I don't know. There's just something about like the way comic books are structured and told mm-hmm. that like just works perfectly for the screen. Yeah, and I think that's why comic books were such a success way back in the day when they were first Before kind we of, had screens. No, I'm yeah, but yeah, because yeah. like we didn't really have movies in that way, mm-hmm. and so it was a way to visualize words and like. Yeah tell stories with lots of action or lots of suspense because horror comics were kind of like the way that like the modern comic book was like developed uh they kind of grew out of horror comic books and so like i feel like that was one of the like i don't know there's something about comic books that is just structurally the way those stories are told and the stories that they can tell that like a novel just can't but i think like when you put it when you adapt it to the screen Mm -hmm. it uh i don't know it just it works really really well yeah um so let's get to the most controversial topic of the day. Uh, I don't know. I guess we didn't actually answer. I mean, of those three, you would say No Way Home is like your favorite uh, of Spider-Man movie so far. Yeah, so far what we've got, I would be mm. able to put that up there. I I think I, I'm going to agree with you, but like Into the Spider-Verse. It's a very, if anything, like honestly, the like they would be tied in the same thing. Like, same, like, here's the thing. Yeah. Same way, if I'm looking at the same list, what did they rank? Like Spider-Man and Far From Home. Okay, 2002 and Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Both have a 90%. Both technically tied. Mm-hmm. Far From Home is ranked five, though. Spider-Man is ranked six. That's, in my mind, that's how I see the one Something has to be lower. I mean, yeah. The, Something's got to be lower. And like I said, the live action part does it for me a little extra. Um, that's why I'm going to give it that bump. Sure. But by no means am I like degrading into the Spider-Verse right. at all because that movie is, it's fantastic. It's incredible. Yeah. For me, like, and maybe it is, it's still just like recency bias. Mm-hmm. Um, like when No Way Home came out, and I was like, I know it was all the debate of like what right. best Spider Man movie. I knew it was like one of those two, and mm-hmm. so I went and rewatched Another Spider Verse, and it's a near perfect movie, and I yeah. love it. But No Way Home, No Way Home just gives me a very different feeling watching it compared to Into the Spider Verse. Yep. Maybe it's because I've seen Into the Spider Verse countless times For over sure. the right. last few years. So many things will change in the future, but like No Way Home still just gives me like because I grew up watching Toby and Andrew yep. and now Tom, like seeing the three interact and seeing like all of their stories continue and finish and start, uh, or I don't know. It's, it's a different, and it gives me personally different feelings. So like, I think objectively into the spider verse might be better just in terms of like what it was mm-hmm. able to do. Uh, but I, I think I like no way home better Yeah, at this point in time. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So speaking of seeing all three Spider-Men, on on the big screen what who do you who do you think is is the best spider-man and that is up to your own interpretation of what i mean by who is the best spider-man yeah it's still gotta be tom holland's Spider-Man. really yeah mm-hmm. i don't know i honestly i like i don't know i think it's just because like well, we've just seen more with him he's gotten to do more he fought an sure. alien in space and on sure. earth like he just like i don't know like we even though we've gotten like compared to toby like they each got a three stretch movie arc but like we saw spider-man in civil war we saw spider-man infinity war and right. like we got spider-man we've got so much with him with this spider-man like that's why uh, this is my favorite so far and just because again mm-hmm. it's still compared to like the big six and like just all the avengers and all these massive heroes like he is he's a kid like he's a spider-man like he's just a, like yeah. that's the main thing where he's still like it's still just like a like yes, he's a superhero. Yes, and he's fought like with he's an Avenger. And like, mm-hmm. so, so I said, what, what's the Avenger? Who is that? But um, I you know it's it's yeah that he's still definitely my favorite Spider Man. I think of mm-hmm. what we've gotten. Like I would definitely say, I think Toby's Spider Man is actually my second favorite mm-hmm. over Andrews. Just from overall Spider Man, I would switch their Peter Parker's though. As dumb as that okay. is, I think I'd get a little hate for that, but I just really did like to see Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy. Like, I kind of liked actually what they did with mm-hmm. a little bit with what they did in um, Amazing Spider-Man. So, but overall, I think I just Tom Holland's. I'm, I'm going to preface what I'm about to say with, I love all three as Spider-Man. I think they all did really well in their own regard. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. Yeah, no, that's yeah, definitely fair. When it, when it comes to who I think is best, though, I'm going to take your list, and I am just going to flip it. Whoa. <laughs> um I'll start with Tom Holland because that's Whoa. like, because I'm. I mean, yeah, what you said is all all correct. Like, I love Tom Holland. Yeah. He's done great. I think he's done. 
he's had the best balance of Peter Parker mm-hmm. and Spider-Man. Um, my only issue with Tom Holland's Spider-Man, though, is that he doesn't have any of the same struggles or any of the moments that I love about Spider-Man just with him existing in the MCU. That we haven't seen yet, though. I think that's what I like, too, because take that same concept. I think, okay, so I think I think we're going to get there. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but again, like that's flipped in that, like to me, that's just going backwards. Like mm-hmm. having Tony make all of his suits, like him having all this high tech stuff. That's it's fair. just, it's just, it's not the same. That's not the, that's none of that is what I like about Spider-Man. I'm True. not going to okay. say that's necessarily bad. Like it's, I mean, I even said earlier, like I would like to see an older version of, of Peter who has yeah. his own lab and everything. Um, just when it comes to like, whenever I think of Spider-Man, that mm-hmm. is not the first thing I think of. I still think Tom does a fantastic job as Peter, um, but he just he didn't have the same kind of issues or on a, just a very different background. Mm-hmm. And that's not. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, not going to blame Tom Holland for that. That's aren't really his decisions, right? Um, but I don't know. Just for me, still, it's again, it's it says more about the three actors as Spider-Man than it playing Spider-Man than it does about one being terrible. I still really like that's Tom fair. Holland Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, as a whole, I like the Tom Holland trilogy more. Definitely, um, definitely. But when it comes to who's actually Spider-Man, mm-hmm. I think he's the worst. Um, because the worst Spider-Man be. or the worst Peter Parker? The worst both. Damn. Because somebody has to be. Um, Damn. Toby is just iconic. I mean, chat for my boy. To, to, I mean, I no, can't. Toby definitely, no. Toby's just, yeah, yeah. He, he started it all. I mean, Really, like he—he's the one that kind of brought superheroes in the in the in the light, mm-hmm. especially like looking back on it. Like, he did not look like a superhero. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, and I think that's what really sold him as Spider-Man because Spider-Man is supposed to be relatable and yep. people can actually see themselves yeah. being Spider-Man and someone who looks like Tobey Maguire. Um, I think he did a fantastic job at playing Peter Parker. He had all those issues and things. He was scrappy, like I want, but. When I was rewatching all of the Spider-Man movies in preparation for No Way Home last last winter, mm-hmm. I was watching The Amazing Spider-Man's, and I was like, "These movies suck. Whatever. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna like sit down and force myself to watch these." And yes, those two movies are objectively just complete and utter garbage. Watching Andrew Garfield act as Peter Parker in Spider-Man is the most accurate interpretation that I have seen after reading lots of, lots of comics. Like Andrews is the quippiest. Mm -hmm. Uh, He, he's, he is incredibly scrappy. The relationship he has with Gwen Stacy, like you said, is just, is phenomenal. Um, And the thing that I found that was interesting uh, is like with amazing, the amazing Spider-Man movies, Mm -hmm. What I essentially boil it down to is that all of the best parts of those movies were improvised by Andrew Garfield. So, like, yeah. there's the iconic moment, like, in the first one where he's, like, he's at, like, the thug, and he's, like, oh, no, like, a gun. Like, that's my biggest weakness ever. Like, that whole scene, all yeah. of the takes that they used were all improvised by Andrew Garfield. <laughs> like, he was just, like, hey. <laughs> yeah, like, he was just, like, hey, can I try something? Yeah. And they all, none of that stuff is written in the script. He just improvised it. Um, there's yeah. a great moment in Spider-Man 2 where uh, he's, like, crossing the street because he sees Gwen Stacy, like, across the way, and he's, like, walking across the street, and he's, like, just going through traffic, and he's stopping and, like, using his spider sense through mm-hmm. it all. It's a really cool Spider-Man moment, and it's, like, showing how Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yeah. But, like... That wasn't in the script. Like he was just supposed to like see him and then cut. He was over across the street. He's like, wait, I have an idea. Like, can we can we do this really quick? And it was a really cool moment. Like, there's just all sorts of moments throughout those movies where I actually see the comic book version of Peter Parker and Spider Man in that movie. Um, and it's a shame that Andrew uh, just got some really just awful, yeah. awfully written stories um, that just don't make any sense. I don't know why they had to go on this. They wasted so much time trying to establish like where his dad was and like I guess his dad's not dead or whatever. It's just a bunch oh of baloney. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Literally, yeah. have you ever see that deleted scene? I have seen the deleted scene. Like, yeah, it's just I literally forgot about that. It's so stupid and ridiculous and pointless that yeah, everyone forgets yeah. about it until they don't, and then it's like I wish I did forget about it. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange, please erase that from my memory. Like I don't know, those movies are awful, and I think that like yeah. No Way Home. Uh, especially with After No Way Home, like people campaigning for Amazing Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. I think they really realized, oh, like 
when Andrew is given like good writing, yes, he's, he, great. he's an amazing Spider-Man. Um, he just had some really awful movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I that no pun intended when I said he was an amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I That's, think I would, I would honestly agree. I with think that. objectively Andrew yeah. is, is the best and is my favorite. It's just unfortunate that I never really get to enjoy it because I cannot force myself to watch those movies. <laughs> Why were some parts of those movies filmed in like 8k bro? You know what I'm talking about, right? It, Have you seen some filmed, of those clips being like the clearest visuals I've filmed ever seen? In 8K. It's just that it was all CG, so there's just like no flaws in it because they I can just they yeah. just put it all there. Yeah. And it just looks it's awful, it's terrible. I hate it. Some of the clearest, but some of the best I've ever seen. Best ones, and even just like I mean, <laughs> to give a little bit of credit to the making Spider Man too, like mm-hmm. the the whole. Once got, I mean, all the build up to Goblin and the way that Goblin looks in that movie mm-hmm. is awful. But like the way they they did the night that Gwen Stacy died, the way that whole sequence went yeah. uh, is really really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get past the fact that that Green Goblin actually does look like a happy green elf or whatever, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are I still that that clock tower scene. So like one of the coldest things that that was mm-hmm. that was tough, dude. I remember sitting that sitting there in theaters, and I was like, <laughs> "She's not gonna make it, bro." Like I just remember like sitting there, and I was just I remember it happened. And I was just like, I think genuinely like can like think back. That was like one of the, like those like first few movies. I was just like, "Damn!" Like he didn't get her, bro. Like he, I, I mean, he, he got did. her, he just, but he just, uh, <laughs> pulled not up a little the right too hard. way, yeah. Um, yeah. So Graham, do you have any final thoughts on No Way Home or Spider-Man movies or actors? Honestly, so many. You know, we, we <laughs> so could talk many. about this for hours and hours. Yeah, we, in, but, yeah. Uh, for what we're talking about, uh, not today. We could definitely, at we'll, a solid point, we could wrap we'll up. We'll save and, it for next year when we get like into the Spider-Verse 2 or something. Yeah, and we're just, just, just going to have another, we're just going to have another very long episode. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Spider-Man's great. We love Spider-Man. Uh, hopefully you do too if you sat through uh, all this episode because I have a feeling <laughs> it's going to be a very long one. Um, yeah, you've been listening to the Popcorn Hangover. I'm Alex. That's Graham. We've been talking Spider-Man. Uh, let us know what your thoughts were on No Way Home, uh, the more fun stuff version or the original version. Who do you? Who's your favorite Spider-Man? What's your favorite Spider-Man movie? Let us know over on all the things: Instagram, TikTok, Patreon.com/slash The Popcorn Hangover. Uh, Graham, any thoughts? Any 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 parting words of wisdom? I think that's it, man. All right. I think that's it. Peace.